Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, welcome to Lauren's podcast tonight. It is Saturday, December 8th, 2018. We are going to have an end of year podcast call tonight. Uh, with a host of panelists. Uh, each and every panelist will have roughly around 10, perhaps 15 minutes to speak, uh, brief synagogues of interviews, uh, at which time uh, the audience, listeners, go ahead and refrain from you know interjecting. I want to listen to all of our panelists. And at the end, we'll open the room for questions and answers. Just go ahead and by that time, star two raises your hand, and we'll go by caller caller and you can go ahead and address your questions questions to the panel so uh, everyone without uh, further ado we're gonna um, go ahead and uh, get the show on the road um, all opinions comments of my callers hey they don't reflect my own however in any communication form there's much to learn much to gain and everyone I do believe that is how we grow so, stay in show business, everyone. Let's go ahead and get the show on the road. Good evening to Lauren's End of Year podcast, Saturday, December 8th, 2018, a little after 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. New Jack-targeted individuals, I have some ultimate class tonight of panel of speakers reflecting on their own personal fights, activism, and aspirations for the welcoming year of 2019. I will introduce them speaker by speaker. Good evening. I'm your moderator. My name is Lauren. Let's go. Everyone, I want to thank you for showing up tonight. Uh, the first speaker that I would like to speak with is Scott Roloff. Many of you have heard Scott's interviews. He knows a lot about fraud and corruption in the court system, inheritance fraud, securities fraud, as well as trust fund fraud. Give a warm welcome to Mr. Scott Roloff. Scott or Uranus, welcome. Scott, hello. You know, everyone, I uh, have the room completely unmuted. Uh, Uranus is on our chat, and why don't we go ahead and move to the very next speaker, and we'll get back with Uranus. 
Faith Gotham has been truly busy in with her activism. She has a strong background, as many of you have heard in her interviews, with nonprofits, graduate of college, and I believe she would be, as she's demonstrating, and we'll hear tonight, on what drives her in the fight of exposing targeting. Dave Gotham, are you there? Uh, yes, I'm here, Lauren. Good evening, and welcome, Faith, to end of your podcast. How are you tonight? I'm fine. I'm so glad to be here. I'm glad to have you, Faith. I'm glad to have you. Um, Say, last week you mentioned to me that in two days, on the 10th of December, is, is that right? Human Rights Day, a celebration in our country? Yes, right. Um, Human Rights Day is December 10th. That's when um, the UN Declaration of Human Rights was uh, was first uh, first came on the scene in um, at the UN. Plus, December 10th is always the day that the Nobel Peace Prize usually is uh, gives out its Nobel Peace Prizes, and it's a day uh, that uh, many organizations, human rights. Uh, like to some of them like to found their organizations on that day because it has a special meaning. I think it does. And what would this drove you to? What would you like to see happen on this day, Human Rights Day, as it pertains to targeting of yourself? Well, I think um, you know I have. Um, in my past, I've been involved with uh, different groups and venues, some international, mm-hmm. some smaller. But uh, what mm-hmm. we have been going through, I think, is totally unique. And so I really, even though we suffer individually, each of us, um, I definitely have been really um, held down by sonic sonic weapons. Um, um, I, I uh, what is that sensation that that weapon does? That is curiosity sonic. What does it? Um, how does it incapacitate you? Because I'm not really clear on sonic. Well, it um, it does a lot to your brain, and they have really been keeping me down. I believe because I do have, um, in my past, have worked or know have some acquaintance with different human rights uh, groups and people. So they've kept me very isolated um, mm-hmm. and using sonics, which really, uh, um, if you can imagine that, uh, for example, if you just want to go back to your residence and uh, you have your receipts and you just want to balance your checkbook, I would go back to my, uh, my place of residence and to be totally unable. Within 10 minutes, I'm uh, disabled somehow. I cannot even uh, go into my purse, get out receipts to just uh, mark them down and you know keep my budget in order. And this is what I mean by the uh, sonics. However, uh, one day we'll discover more of the details, but it really can keep a person under. And there are videos showing that um, Several people, even some 
famous ones have been kept under by sonics. They also use pressures and they can torture also with that. But uh, with me, I know that that has kept me down. Yeah, they may as well have used a ball and chain on my brain uh, because I'm unable to, you know, they, um, they, they uh, waste our time because, you know, they just don't want us to get as much done. And we're not only, in, they're able to do this because we are isolated and we're kept uh, mainly in residences where they have set up things or they're right above us. In my case, they're right above me. It's like um, just a few feet, like three feet from my brain, you know. So this is why uh, sonics is actually a a big part, and there has been a a breakthrough recently. Uh, This this month, talking about sonics. Even with the latest woman, um, her daughter was working in China, but they were American. And she talks about how her and her daughter were affected by sonics. And this is a part, is this connected with the Cuban and China attacks uh, that we yeah. all, most of us in the community have read about? Yeah. I think I think it's a big win. That's crossing over to mainstream, you know? Right, yes. If, if we keep it up and uh, we'll keep talking about it, I think so. Keep the momentum, momentum going. Yes, it is true. How do you feel right. uh, 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 with mm-hmm. your aspirations and Human Rights Day that is vital, especially in our community, that's going to be everyone, Human Rights Day is uh, Monday, December 10th. Um, do you think you're going to, or shall I say, how do you think you're going to um, acknowledge that day in, in your own brand of activism? Well, I really want to um, see see us. Um, def- we have gathered a lot of information, uh, things that other, even on the targeted community, does not really understand about trafficking. Um, you and I uh, know quite a bit, and then other guests who've had about the sex trafficking, both covert and overt. But um, you're a newer uh members to our group um, are they know about human trafficking such as organ trafficking so and um, asset stripping uh, the satanic uh, connection to all this so uh, what I like is that you have really kept on you have been convinced that trafficking and human trafficking is definitely a key to this and so that has kept me uh, also focused on that because I have made a, a lot of discoveries. Mine is more covert, so I really had to uh, pay attention to what's going on. You, a lot, my, I can only speak for myself and Lillian, uh, being a victim of, of human trafficking, um, it's really mind-boggling to fathom that someone can have you trained for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yes, right. And uh, a, a, a link, you know what I'm saying? An unwanted link. 
shall I say it like that? You know what I mean? Oh, could you explain that again? I didn't quite hear it all. Uh, there is a uh, my my views on on human trafficking is it uh it's a link or a bond. I feel in bondage. My sister and I do. You know what I'm saying? You know yeah. what I mean? An unwanted link, and I and it's only that's only my opinion. You know, and I that just went through our head, and very much it's that you could be connected with this for or discover for a long time. Is what I'm saying. Oh yes, they definitely can, and with sonic, with the sonic weapons, uh, they can do that. The people, uh, the people doing this to me, uh, they aren't any smarter or uh, any. Uh, wiser than any of us but uh they have their children doing this and them um these weapons just keep us we are in a bondage and it's uh, very unfair because it's uh, they're keeping us down at every level uh, they could keep us separated or isolated but they don't have to keep us down as much as they're doing it's a total a total uh uh, attack on yes, our freedom. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Yes, it is. Um, if you don't mind, Lord, I, I I do have a couple things I'd like to say. Uh, since uh, this is uh, the closing of 2018, I would just like to say that, um, uh, right, we had a former member, Elvira. Uh, she was um, Elvira Williams. And she was very involved with the beginning of uh, the group, and she attended every call. And I remember that she was she was really amazed by you, Lauren. Um, you know the subjects you would uh, choose, uh, how you conducted your interviews. And I just wanted to bring up Elvira because she did pass this year, but she really believed in you, and I always notice that every call and I did not get to know her as well as uh, you did you knew her very well but I um, think she will always be a big part of the group the forming of the group I think you're right you're so right it's not a thing she doesn't cross my mind I don't think about her and thank you for your love compliments that meant a lot to me say thank you Right, and people don't know that, um, uh, people know that Elvira uh, had a letter that uh, Rubio, the politician, he responded to quite well. And um, I don't know if um, um, many of uh, the TIs know, but you are the one who wrote the letter. I did, in fact. That's kind of how Elvira and I started a friendship we talked a friendly and she just feel like she needed you know some help that day just a letter I offered a character letter everyone and we got Senator Marco Rubio's attention yes and that's a pretty famous letter in our community and I think that um, well I'm sure that Elvira really appreciated it but um, as far as the sonics thing happened, if if our community had been more cohesive, uh, you probably could have been the one to write a letter. I think you're very talented with that, as well as moderating. Uh, 
I just thought I'd bring that up because that letter has been talked about quite a bit, and you are, you are the one who actually wrote it. I, I so, did actually, I did, and it um it appeared to it really did help Elvira at the time, and we you know a friendship began. I miss Elvira very much, everyone, very very much. Yes. And recently, um, I heard Rubio was uh, meeting with uh, some of the people regarding the weapons, uh, some of the diplomats regarding the weapons. I believe I heard him, and maybe it's because uh, still from from that letter, he is uh, staying involved on you know related issues. I hope it is. That would be wonderful because I do feel. This targeting everyone is cropping up. Um, that it has to be rampant, almost out of control, out of control. Yeah, but I think. Like oh, I was going to say, is there anything uh, else you'd like to share with us? What do you, what do you feel like is going on next year for yourself? Oh, for myself, um, I definitely, um, uh, I'm going to, uh, luckily in New York and in the, on the East Coast, there are a few venues where I'm able to go and give some names of the actual people targeting me. And one thing I did learn this year, I've been looking at podcasts of the International Tri- Tribune on traf- Sex Trafficking and Child mm-hmm. Abuse. And I've learned so much on there. I actually learned that uh, one of the females who became a lawyer, uh, who went to a human rights law school of all things, while she was living in my building and targeting me heavily, uh, sexually abusing, a lot of women are doing this. Um, she, uh, I, I watched a podcast and someone with a related name, but someone who was in her cell of people targeting me and gang stalking me, as well as uh, targeting me with weapons. I recognized the name and this is a man who was on the committee and he's from London. And so I have actual, uh, uh, I think we all can contribute to this coming up tribunal if it does come Uh, you know, apply to America. We actually have uh, many things we can contribute regarding trafficking that doesn't seem, it isn't, uh, doesn't seem to be mentioned much at all in the general uh, targeting calls. So I think your call, I'm glad that with all that's going on with you, with your move, that you're resilient enough to continue with your call and I like that um, all the subjects you go through, you keep targeting and related issues like asset stripping and organ harvesting and many more. But you also are going into the V2K and uh, that story, too, with the, well, you know, the new I, approach. I want to because um, if any of you guys don't know my... My younger sister Lillian uh, has not only kidney failure, dialysis, she's C2K side, and they talk nonstop. So it is affecting me and what I've seen in almost five years. And this, this is 
This is torture. This is a sick bond. Human bondage is horrible. It's horrible. Faith, anything else you'd like to share at this time before we move on to the next panel? Um, no, I think that's about it for now. I just um I just want to say that I appreciate you and that you've um kept with the calls and I feel that uh we all can uh really think about our issues. I'm able to concentrate, focus on them, knowing that there's an actual group where I can go and um tell what I feel that I have learned and how we can link it all together. So thank you for having having the group and continuing it. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Faye. I do appreciate you, your support, your friendship. Hang around for just a short while, Faye. We're going to open it up uh, to questions and answers for our panelists. Okay, so stick around. Okay. Next, we're going to move on. Thank you again. Okay, everyone, moving right along. Our next speaker um, is Angel, and he's going to, um, I hope he does touch bases on the relevance of really understanding patents, you know what I'm saying, the comprehension. So, you know, and his advice, you know, to, to continue the fight as a targeted individual. Uh, Angel, this is Lauren. How do you copy? Hi, Lauren. I can hear you uh, okay. Can you hear me well? I do. I do. All right. Good evening and welcome, Angel. And um, I'm glad you were able to stop in. This is our end of year podcast call. And um, I'm going to let you take it from here. Tell me what drives you, your activism from the heart, and what do you see for next year? Um, let's see. My, my activism, it is driven from the heart. Um, you know, and love around it, right? So, so hard, meaning, you know, um, courage and not giving up. Um, and but, but also, you know, love, love for life, and appreciation. Um, and you know, for for this coming year, um, be trying to uh maintain um you know um my strength uh meaning you know my drive um strength to keep going and and not give up um excuse me um and uh, in terms of activism um you know um con- continuing you know uh the the fight um a lot of things are ramping up um targeting is but also the attack on the earth and on humans on human rights on on women um so you know trafficking it's it's all ramping up um and it seems like there's something being done about it but not enough to stop the ramp up um so you know continue spreading awareness and and doing research that is so true. Um, and so I want to move right along, everyone, um, under the uh, inventor, uh, this Henry Poolhart. Uh, Angel was featured on a couple of my calls, and he's very knowledgeable in the realm of patent and ownership. And I just want to touch on some questions because it seems like um, Angel, you can give us some advice uh, 
um, to our community about, you know, the relevance of researching patents. You know, how to, why it's vital to understand them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so I believe strongly that this is technology. Um, yeah, it's psychological warfare, it's spiritual warfare, and that's PSYOPs, you know, um, in, in my world now, you know, and just like directed energy attacks are an assault on my person. So, um, you know, that's why patents, um, uh, you know, serve a dignified, a big chunk of, you know, deciphering this, this, um, I would say this web of intricacy in this technology, which to me is is just like, you know, a huge Wi-Fi um, connection between, you know, um, living beings, you know, or humans, right? But I don't consider perps, you know, they deny their humanity in, in my book. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, as we try to live and move forward and, you know, in search to better ourselves, they'd rather, you know, watch us and, and harass us and target us and, you know, they seem to forget about their lives and not even take a day off. Um, but so, you know, what I noticed with patents um, has been, you know, the use of radio frequencies. I have not gone deeper. Um, then, you know, you can say the, the 70s in detail, but I can go as far back as, you know, um, 1931 and, you know, all the way through the Puharic patents um, in terms of radio frequencies, um, electrical variations um, being used to translate um, into audible sounds, um, you know, hearing aids for bone conduction were made in the 30s. You know, a hearing aid just basically just transmitted sound via bone conduction. Um, and then from there into, you know, spectacles and teeth implants. Um, and it's not until Puharic in the 60s that and I'm talking about when the patents got approved. So it wasn't until Puharic in the 60s that these patents... Um, became sort of incognito, not the patents, the implants. So um, the the user, um, or I would say the victim, is not aware of the implant and the technology being used on them. You know, all the other ones did. Um, you know, it was an implant and involved an operation. You know, it was a spectacle. Um, they even, I even seen one that I, I hope it was never used on anyone, but it was like a, a speech improvement device, and it involved an implant like near the throat cavity, you know, um, and it would be tied to an implant in the brain, and your brain would let you know if you sort of said it right um, or not based on memory, I guess. Um, but, you know, it wasn't so Buharic till it was hidden. And I found two other patents uh, during the 60s um, related. So one was from Patrick Flanagan, the inventor of the Neurophone. Um, and it was like a transducer simulating, right? So it was sort of like the prototype of a Neurophone in my eyes. And he clearly stated in the patent 
that the user is aware that this is happening because they put the transducers on them. You know, um, and then another pattern I found in the 60s was some, something that would aid a person who's trying to regain their ability to walk, you know. And there was a special boot that had, you know, sensors and implants, and they had another implant on the bottom of their foot. And the shoe would send signals of feelings um, that they're on the ground, you know, that you know that feeling, you put your foot on the ground, you know, you know where your foot is, right? So it right. would give that sensation and then feed up to the leg. And this was all with, you know, radio frequencies and coupling, you know, um, uh, between, you know, an implant or a sensation, and then it was coupled to a piece of the, of, of the nervous system, you know, that would then let your brain know your foot is on the ground. And if you haven't walked for a while um, because of an injury, you know, um, this, this device would help you walk. And even in that patent, the, the writer said, um, and the inventor, the user knows this is happening because the foot is on the boot. And this was during Puharik's patents in the 60s that were hiding everything. And, you know, he celebrated in, I think it was his third or fourth patent, when they can just create artificial sound. You know, um, and in the patents I researched, it, you know, it goes from, you know, um, in the, uh, in, in before the 40s, Right, in 1939, this implant on the dentophone allowed the volume to be increased, you know, of, you know, transmitted sound through radio frequencies, you know, um, with, with the dentophone implant. But the user had, uh, you know, part of the implant was he can shut it off with a button in his mouth, like, because it was dental implants in the whole cavity. As, as the patent described it, it said, you know, they can shut it off. So there's always an off button, and there's no off button when Puharik does his patents. There is no awareness on, you know, the victim in, 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 in his case. Um, so, you know, um, I've, you know, these patents to me personally have taught me to um, not let, the exterior emotions induce feelings induce thoughts build up because it, it gets worse you know it involves some type of coupling with my nervous system so um, some things that I do are like you know physical movement stimulation um, breathing and I'm concentrating on my breath deep breaths um, and I also use my eyes so I'll look around slowly um in detail everything up close you know um like like Faye I think it was you that once said on a call this year that you imagine something like really really slow rotating and it tends to slow the voices down um the, you know the V2K and I do the same thing just concentrating on something close to me um and it just stops them because it's like if you know the the system connected to me um, it just slows down and it's concentrating on what I'm looking at in detail. Uh, and those are just some ways that it's, it, you know, those patents have helped me, but they're, they're 60s and today or 70s, you know, as far as I've gone and today it's still a long way.
So I have a lot of research to do to see if I can figure out, you know, what's changed um, since then. But it's still radio frequencies. It still has to be coupled with us. Um, and it's not just humans. These these things, these patents even say living organisms. So they can hit our animals with it as well. Um, you know, they can hit our pets. They, you know, so it, it affects living beings. Um, you know, uh, and I guess, you know, finding a current patent is, is also a way to find the trail of, you know, what company is behind it. Um, or what person, but I have this feeling where a lot of these folks are, you know, spy agency related. So, you know, they'll use a fake name, um, like Hendrickus Luce, his patent from the 90s. He was the inventor of the, um, uh, uh, oh, um, the, the, the new, uh, this wave, um, this company, uh, and then, you know, um, TIs saw another device. It was spelled differently, but it was meant to sort of stop the 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 V2K or or the you know the the directed energy attacks with this device that it would turn on. Um, but there was a Q Wave. Um, but he had a company called Q Wave out in California, and you know no one knows who he is. He's listed as the owner, the CEO, and it only lasted, you know, five or seven years, and it went out of business, but it was making tons of money. So, you know, that's just like a, a CIA front operation to me. Sounds like that to me. Um, well, um, Angel, is there anything else you'd like to add? I'm, I'm going to be mindful, everyone, and get to every panelist tonight that you'd like to share with us. Um, no, um, not right now. I'm, I'm glad to be on a call again and, you know, um, hi to everybody that's on there. Um, I know I haven't been on any calls for a while. So well, it's good to, to be on today. It's good to have you too, Angel. Please stick around and take those questions and answers from the callers. And I'm going to go ahead and move uh, right along here. Uh, the next person, uh, everyone I'd like to introduce is Deb. Uh, she's from our Midwest area. Deb has insightful knowledge uh, in links of the Brotherhood, uh, you know, some of us may label secret societies, but law enforcement, its ties to Masons, secret societies, and also organized crime and crimes against children. Deb, this is Lauren. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hi, Lauren. Hi, everybody. Um, hey. Yeah. My ex-brother-in-law used to be a Philly cop, and his father and uncle, his name's Tom, Tom Molesky, and his father and uncle and brother um, were Philly cops, and they're like, I don't know exactly which thing they were, but they were pure evil and Satanists. I mean, they would go out hunting for black kids and for the family to torture and kill. In fact, that was one of their initiations for the boys into the family, which my second husband did not go along with. And um, it's still going on today, and it's even worse now than it was back then, you know? And it needs to be stopped. Uh, along with numerous other things that we all have been discussing. You know what? I was just about to ask you when you said it needs to be stopped. Um, 
in your opinion, Dad, do you feel it's like hard to stop because of this strong bond and power of the brotherhood, the Masons? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, and they raise their kids like it's a normal thing, and they live totally double lives. So from a normal everyday person thinks, oh, they're really nice, they go to church, they do this, they do that. But if they see the other side of them, they definitely are not nice. Total opposite, you know? Do they play but that yeah, role I would really say well? That do, I mean, that do they play their role the really well? There, you know? Oh, wow. Um, does that mean that they, you know, with their power and stuff, they can really cover up a lot of their crimes? You know what I mean? They, oh, yeah. Power, power, money. Yeah, they can cover it up. I mean, they got the court systems. I mean, he used to joke about, oh, when he had to go to court for stuff, oh, I get to tell some more lies. I mean, him and his partner. I mean, so they they know that they have it sewed up. They have the court system. They have the, you know, all that. And they've been getting away with it. How long would you say, in your opinion, has this has this been going on? What do you think? Uh, before I was born, before most of us were, probably forever. I mean, you know, you you if you start digging and you go back, it's been going on since the start of written history. You know. I think it, yeah. I know a lot of people say World War Two, but everyone's in paragraph. I wonder if it's been going on longer than that. Much longer. Oh, yeah. They have stuff that back in the late 1800s, they were doing things like this. They have it. I mean, it goes back, if you really dig, if you go back, it goes back to the Egyptians and before. Do you think they've just, history just keeps repeating that? Well, it certainly seems that way. It really does. What are your philosophies or ideas of how you like to enter? Um, okay, would everyone mute themselves, please? I'm in the interview. Jeff, how do you anticipate or what you want to continue to do, your part in the community for activism as we enter 2019? Well, one thing for sure is we got to wake people up because there's a lot of people that are being controlled. And, I mean, my word for it is zombified by the whole system. And they don't have a clue as to what's going on, but they are being controlled. You know, your average, everyday citizen, they got the stuff, the chemtrails, the stuff in the air. They use the medical system, which we all know what their drugs do to people. And, but they believe in it. They keep thinking, oh, our government's going to save us, you know, the medical system's going to help us, and all it does is keep making them sicker. And they listen to mainstream media, and that's just nothing but brainwashing. And they're not telling the truth. So there is, uh, with the brain, you know what, that's a bondage too. They just don't know they're in bondage. Right. And then you have the gamers that are 
part of the stocking, and they don't even have a clue as to what they're doing. Because you ask them, what are you doing? And it's like, oh, I'm playing this game. You know? Stocking us is a game to them? Well, okay, it's like Pokemon Go, this other TI that I was talking to, and I've seen it myself. And a couple other TIs that I've talked to, some of them have confronted the people where you keep seeing them in the, you know, like you go somewhere and you got the same people and they're on their phone and they're doing this and that with their phone. And a couple of them have asked them and they go, oh, I'm just playing this game. And it's more than just Pokemon Go, but that's a good example of it. So they don't even have a clue as to what they're really doing. They're just or getting like um, Laura and the kid putting satanic stuff in this book that she had. And he's like, oh, I was just playing a game. I get a sword for it in the game. And all they do is take a picture of what they did or different things and send it in, and they get, like, bonus points or different upgrades on their games. And they don't even know that they're doing real damage, you know? Do you feel that this program that we're in is covert just as these societies and this satanic imaging that's in our society as well? Is it in our face but we just don't see? Oh, yeah. And they've been doing it for a long time. I mean, look at all the movies and different TV shows and different things in advertising and all that. And it's like they're getting the majority is okay on it because they're not saying no to it because they're not even aware of it. Uh, You know what? No, it's subtle, but it's also powerful. Right. Um, Well, and Deb, is there anything else you'd like to share with us this evening? And what you have to really see for yourself? Any last comments? Well, I really hope that this program ends before oh, yeah. the end of the year. I mean, oh, I yeah. Really, well, yeah. Hey, it's not over yet. But I don't really foresee that happening because it seems like they keep the thing with the carrot in front of the horse. Oh, they're going to, you know, and they keep dragging it out longer and longer, and it gets worse, not better. And it's, you know, I'm like, okay, why are they dragging their feet on it? Maybe they don't really want to stop it. Maybe they don't. You know? Right. You know, yeah, there's a lot of um, money involved. Take it a lot of lucre. Yeah. But I would like to see it end as soon as possible. And the more aware we can make people, the better off we are. And the more of the general population we can wake up to this, that it's really happening right under, right in front of them, it is to really our is. advantage. You know, I'd like to see that happen too, Deb. I really would. Well, that's all, Deb. I want to thank you for coming on the panel tonight. Oh, and thank really you for having me. Really good to hear me. from you. Thank you so much. Please stick around. We're going to have questions and answers from our listeners, and we're going to keep moving right along, everyone. Okay. Thank you, Deb. Yeah. The other thing I did want to mention is 
that there is numerous people that are like disappearing and there are people you know uh, we're aware of it but when the and there's more people being put in this program every day so you know hopefully some of these people will wake up to the fact of what's really happening the, and they have been getting more careless in it. I mean, it's like so in your face, it's hard to imagine people not seeing it, other than, of course, the chemtrails and the brainwashing and such. I think you have everybody almost under a spell. You know what I'm saying? You know oh, what I mean? yeah, I do too. A day, a days, a fog, something. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That, we, that almost everyone, we really can't think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, let's face it, for many years they've been working on making people more incapable of thinking for themselves and really seeing what's going on around them. You got that right. Um, they don't want to, they want to keep us, you know, in the, you know, matrix, you know, vortex. Yep. You know? And so much distraction, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, and a lot, a lot of noise. But but Deb, I'm glad you said that, and added that in. Again, I really appreciate you being a part of tonight's panel. Please stick around. We're going to have Q and A afterwards, and uh, as always, it's really, really great hearing from you. Oh, it's good hearing from you too. And your calls always make me think and make others think and dig, go a little further down the rabbit hole. And exactly. Because at the rate our enemy is against us, we got to try our best to catch up with them. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of catching up to do. Exactly. Well, we got our, we got our work ahead of us. We are. We are. I'm optimistic. I really am. Oh, yeah. All right. Deb, thank you again, Deb. We're going to go ahead and move on to the next panel speaker tonight. And um, here's Mr. Scott Roloff, Uranus. I do hope you can hear me out there. And Scott, I interviewed a few times, and he told us about um, actually he's been the um, victim of uh, antitrust, um, family inheritance. Uh, Scott uh, had um, very ample means being born, you know, of prominence in our society. And um, everyone has truly said how what greed in this program can do to can splinter a family. Scott, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. can. You hear me? Welcome and good evening. I can oh, hear you. thank goodness. Well, <laughs> I had to go back through the live studio routine after you started the chat for it to work. And, but okay. I guess it's working now. Oh, yes, it is. Are you oh, my goodness, Lauren. Well, you know, my father became well-known in his uh, career um, about the time I started school. And so I hasten to remind people, if I were really, you know, a terrorist or enemy of the state, everybody in this state would know it, you know, because they exactly. would, because of him. But that that isn't the case. Anyway, I talked to you last in September and then it's yeah, good for me yeah. to talk to you from time to time because 
I keep trying to think of things that I can do that give me something to say the next time we talk, and I hope that we'll talk again and again because that kind of it helps to keep me going. I talked to you in September, then October. I got a meeting with the uh, executive director of our state bar association and his accountant, and it turned out there's a local TV program called Flashpoint on the NBC affiliate. And a fellow named Mike Turpin, I caught just at the end of the program saying it's a Sunday morning talker type program, but a local program. He was saying everybody needs to get over to, to the Bar Association for this meeting. And they were having two meetings that day there. One was about, it was a continuing legal education program, which I didn't figure is what he was talking about. And, but it also included something about uh, public access to the justice system, which yeah, I didn't need to go see that. I should have been teaching that. You know, I mean, come on. You know, I didn't need to. I didn't need to hear any more about that. I've been digging and digging, trying to get get a, a compliance out of this uh, trust and these uh, various trustees that we have. <clears throat> the other meeting was a meeting about an annual meeting about the budget, which the public is invited to, but. I'm sitting at this long table. I'm talking to this guy who's their CPA. In comes the executive director. And here I am sitting with these two guys. I'd, and I had called the executive director last year about this time. It was in December last year. And I talked to him on the phone. I said I was wanting to come down and see him. No, 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 no. He didn't have time for that. And so I was very pleased to get to, to see him. And I told him the reason I wanted to meet you in person for just a few minutes was to, you know, show you I'm a real person. I have real problems I cannot solve that I didn't create. And um, lawyers need to be a part of, of that. And, you know, uh, I can't get him to do a thing for me. The lawyers I had shoved every knife in the drawer in me. And he knew who these guys were. And I'd filed uh, three complaints with the Bar Association over misconduct. From all these lawyers and one was the u.s attorney the previous u.s attorney had resigned the day after my victim impact statement arrived in their office so i could tell yeah. that something was up yeah yeah um, exactly the, of course you know and it was a job he loved he got by presidential appointment it did not make sense for him to just leave and uh you know with nothing with nothing going on he had nothing going on and uh, he's he's not listed in the phone book and i was writing him I, I after reading the uh sentencing memoranda from the prosecutor and the defendant's um lawyer i came to see that there was misconduct there and so i was going to write him a uh sort of a, an i'm sorry a little short note telling him that i was sorry about everything that had happened I had to look online to, to find his address, and um, I noticed that he had taken out a, uh, a large um, home equity loan. His house was paid for, but apparently he had no money coming in, and he needed money. So this, this thing had, had posed a, a kind of a disaster and great destruction, you know, in his career. It's... Um, Anyway, I, in talking to the executive director, I found out that one of the lawyers in this three-member team for my civil case, I had a civil case and a federal criminal case. One of the lawyers in the civil case had, had uh, stopped practicing law and moved to, to Tulsa from Oklahoma City. 
to become a realtor. And I said, well, it's because of this case. You know, this thing is like it lays it lays everybody to waste. It, uh, you know, it's it 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 destroys people. Well, is it a double cross game? Uh, this program, Scott, meaning that they'll entice them something that they can do toward us and make profit, and then you know, then turn around and backstab us. Do you think? Sure. That's what happens. Sure. Yeah, my stepmother tells these people, look, you know, I've got all these experts and I've got all these great authorities that are saying that, you know, Scott is a threat to the nation. And um, ah, we need for you to, to, yeah, to do the patriotic thing and take all of his money out so he doesn't build, you know, underpants bombs and this kind of thing. And <laughs> she gets she gets these people to believe this junk. You know, it's like it's like you got to be kidding me. These are people who should know better. The, the last trustee yeah, took $198,000 out. It was a guy, I had, he'd been my trusted uh, business confidant. He'd been doing my accounting for more than 30 years. He, this guy knows me a little bit. Well, he wound up dead the morning of the sentencing hearing, May 6, 2016. Or so they said, I made a note to my uh, diary 130 days after the sentencing hearing that nobody had seen his death certificate, not even his wife, his lawyers, FBI hadn't seen it. Nobody had seen it. Nobody wanted to talk to me about it. And in this state, um, you can't get uh, access to those records unless you're a family member, immediate family member or spouse, uh, a state lawyer, a registered genealogist or a vested business partner, which is silly because uh, this throws the door open to organized crime and hoaxing people's deaths, which is, is not illegal to do, even to avoid you know, prosecution or incarceration. However, you better make darn sure nobody ever discovers that you aren't who you say you are and you can't use your real name anymore, no matter where you move, because you may go straight to jail. And it was like indictment dismissed. You know, the guy just got off. I didn't get any of that money back. Well, now this trust makes money from an oil lease. It's made another half million dollars, Lauren. And the trustee I have now has never performed an audit. State law requires you to perform an audit at least once a year. She has never performed an audit. She's been trustee for five years. So, and, you know, we're going, yeah, we're going into year six and she still hasn't performed an audit. Well, she was telling IRS and the state tax authorities that she's distributing hundreds of thousands of dollars to me that I don't get. I don't know what she's doing with the money and she won't show me. We're getting ready to go to a showdown. I've got to go back to war. I've got to go back to the police and start this all over again. And they are not going to understand because I'm not going to have much to show them because she hasn't produced the accounting like she was supposed to. And she has never performed an audit. Well, I'm reading about that now. What I told these guys over at the Bar Association, I said, the problem I'm having is this isn't just finance fraud. You've got this organized crime outfit. Because you know, after, after I have the, after I have my civil suit and after I, you know, we've got a, federal and criminal investigation going on, you get an indictment. Well, then um, 
the the uh, organized harassment goons go around to everybody, to the judges and the prosecutors and all them. They say, look, you know, we have rock solid evidence. This man is a is a threat to national security, and we invoke state secrets and all this stuff is just you know baloney, as you know, you know how it goes. It's all just baloney, and but they baloney. fall for it. They all fall for it. It's you know they should know better, but they don't. And what I was telling these guys at the bar association, there is that opportunity for a continuing legal education in this area, and lawyers need to know more about national new national security rules and and these new state secret rules and they need to know that the invocation of such rules is always specious it's spurious in other words lies cut from whole cloth that's what it is and they need to know this well he said do you need he said you need legal representation and i said well that's putting the cart in front of the horse I, you know, let me, let me see what I can figure out by reading the statutes. And then I'm going to go, if if she still won't produce the accounting and I can't get this straightened out, I've got to go to law enforcement again. And at that point, I'll, I'll call you or I'll let, you know, I'll try to get in touch with you because I don't know that they can help me. Uh, Your state bar association won't help you find a lawyer. They may have a, a lawyer finder service. But what I really need is like a large law firm to uh, take it pro bono because it requires more in the way of work than anybody could afford. And I say, I say, I like to say this to everybody I talk to about this. There's a money shot. There's nothing about anyone that stops this from happening to them. You know, gang stalking, seizing your assets, killing you. My guys like to burn down houses. You know, the um, they tried they tried to burn down my house. The girl who made the firebomb in September was sentenced to 50 years in prison for killing a guy. These are real criminals. They're not uh, they're not fooling around with you. Um, I hired the I went and I paid a thousand dollars to the Rod Polston firm. It's an interstate tax resolution firm owned by this lawyer, uh, Rod Polston. Twelve days after I gave him the money, his house burned to the ground. And it didn't just burn. It incinerated the house and all the contents. That's, you know, like like those houses out in California. It's not, that was no lightning strike. That was no short in the wiring. That was a, that was a deliberate, you know, burning of his house that's the kind of stuff these guys can do to you well and i'm telling this to these guys man i'm telling them all the names you know and the whole thing well i said i don't know at what point it had been eight months since the guy was indicted there was nothing on the docket and so i decided to do a pop into the u.s attorney's office they got a new u.s attorney I went down there. No, they wouldn't let me see him. I just wanted to meet him for a minute just to show him, you know, I'm a real person. I'm the person who complained about this. They were bringing people up from the back of the office to stand behind that bulletproof glass, and they were laughing at me. And some of them were laughing so hard they could barely stay on their feet. Of course, I couldn't hear them. But 
I, you know, I knew that I had trouble, but I didn't know it was going to be that bad. So what this points to is a definite lack of education on the part of uh, lawyers and prosecutors and judges. And I would encourage everybody who is uh, targeted, get a hold of your state bar association and encourage them to learn about this. I said, now you guys, what you need to do, get you about a thousand hours of reading in on this subject, remote neural monitoring. Forget about all the other subjects. Forget about me and my finance fraud problems. You need to learn about this. And lawyers have to be class experts on, on that subject and others. But that's a great place to start. You need to understand about that. You know, what's happening to the diplomats and all that other stuff. This is what we're talking about. There are a whole bunch of patents. They're in a constant state of very aggressive evolution and development. And we are in very serious trouble. This fight has got to be fought and won. And lawyers are an important part of that. We got to move that forward. There's there's something else people can do, Lauren, and this is not hard to do. Uh, actually, it it seems like it is, but it's not. You can get your senators and representatives in Congress to come for a town meeting. All about all you got to do is go on the website and request it. And they come to town. You go down there and you put their back to the wall and burn them, scour them about it. Why aren't you being a noisy backseat driver? They don't make it happen, but they all sign off on it and they need to stop. They need to like get rid of abolish Department of Homeland Security. They need to do these things. And, you know, but nobody's doing this stuff. Everybody's trying to hang on for dear life, you know, by the skin of their teeth. These things aren't hard to do and they don't take much time or effort. And I haven't done that. It was just an idea that I had the other day. Uh, the other day, uh, Ralph Nader was on Coast to Coast AM, and he was talking about that. And I came to realize, you know, that's a really great idea. It's something that, that all of us need to be doing, and we need to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. How about all that? See, I do go wow. out there. I do talk to these people. Well, I, I know that the director of the Bar Association talked to the state attorney, the attorney general over here about it. And it, it shook up a bunch of people, you know, to think that somebody can steal hundreds of thousands of dollars out of a bank account. And all that happens is the guy who got robbed gets kicked in the teeth and called names and laughed at by the federal prosecutor's office. I told him he needed to revisit my complaints. I said, all these people, it's just like I told you, deserve to lose their privilege. The guy who wrote the trust agreement knew he was uh, designing a program that was intended to steal all the money and kill me. That's what the programs do, you know. And I gave him some links and places to read. I said, you guys got to know about this. It can happen to you. And if it isn't stopped, it will happen to you. Your family will be gone. You'll be gone. Your assets will be gone. And just and if anybody has anything to say about it, it'll be, yeah, well, he must have been stupid. Well, that isn't how it is, man. You see uh, people in these Facebook groups that have lost a lot more than I have. Do you have that guy, Benjamin Sullivan, on your list by any chance? Your friend list? He claims his loss has been in the billions. So does uh, E.L. Nissan, who operates the Targeted Individuals Group. Loss in the billions. 
it's it's incredible. It doesn't have to be a trust account. It doesn't have to be because you're stupid like I am. So there, oh, no. there it is. There it is. How about that? But yeah, I mean, Thank just keep you, at it. Awesome. Remember. Be well. Yeah, if, if you haven't resolved your problem, it only means there's more work to do. And so don't get discouraged. Just keep after it. So true. So true. Scott, thank you again. And, and just hang out for a few. We're going to have some questions and answers. We're just about a couple of speakers away from ending, everyone. We're going to keep on going. And thank you again, Scott. Thank you. Oh, well, thanks for having me. And I, I'm really very grateful that you do. I'm, I'm real grateful for you because you keep me going, Lauren, and thanks. Oh, you're too kind, Scott. You're too kind. Hey, everyone. We're moving right ahead. Kim R. I've interviewed a few times. Kim has a strong research background, especially in medicine. For heavy research within our community, she has uncovered uh, organ um, trafficking, and that's basically selling one's vital organs for sale, highly profitable, and other type of trafficking as well. So without further ado, everyone, let's go ahead and bring Kim on. Kim, are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you? Oh, good to. Oh, I'm well, thank you. You sound a little better. You're a little muffled earlier. Do I sound okay? You sure do. You're loud and clear. I think we both are. Yep. Wow, that's surprising. They usually mess up my sound every time. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, let's knock on wood tonight. Kim, what is what topic under this program that we're under do you feel just really drives you with your research, with your activism? It drives me? Uh, the murder of my friends and family and seeing the murder of other people drives me and seeing what happened in the hospital and how people are being framed and it looks like they're being organ harvested. They're being tried without being allowed witnesses. They're being tried without allow, being allowed mandated court records. They're not allowed to submit evidence. And they're forced drug before the hearing and they disappear and no one knows what happens. They own the judge. They own the lawyers. They. Um, they own the social workers, they own the doctors, and even though they lie in the records, and you can prove they lie in the records, how are you going to prove it when you're drugged up and you can't talk? That's I made what it they out to do a fluke. Yeah, I made it out to do a fluke. It was probably fortunate that I had a bit of a legal background in my family. My father is past president of the Federal Bar Association for the Minnesota chapter. Uh, my friend Larry uh, was a lawyer, a tribal lawyer, and that's probably what started a lot of this. And what keeps me going is, um, it's interesting, the little things I'm hearing as this is going on, how it all pertains to me, is, uh, and it seems like our, our community is uh, run by people who are even dealing with this program. We're, we're surrounded by disinformation as well. When I... Uh, I, yeah, I think I've been targeted individual for quite a while. Horribly infiltrated. Horribly. Uh, this really ramped up, though, when I ended up on the uh, Spirit Lake Indian Reservation with my friend Larry, who is a lawyer, and we're in a room with this person who's with the tribe, and he talks about how the United States military 
hired him to work with the foreign troops up there, and they were there to take over the water supply. And he is working with the foreign troops. They're from Central and South America up there, and there's 600,000 of them, he said. He said, that's what they told me. And the indication was, didn't come out directly say it, but they're in the deep ground under ba- military base, and right at the mouth, mouth of um, uh, Spirit Lake Indian Reservation, the town is called Devil's Lake, but at the mouth of it is called Camp Grafton. It is almost in, right in between uh, Grand Forks Air Force Base and Minot Air Force Base area. So there's one massive area of military installations. And um, at the time, the whole place was covered with FEMA. FEMA helicopters, FEMA trucks, FEMA police, FEMA everything, just running all over the whole facility. And he was uh, freaking out in this back room because at the same time, CPS is coming in and saying, well, we say you're a bunch of pedophiles and we're going to take over your kids. So they have them in a state of fear, Mm -hmm. and it looks like they're giving money to expand the prison, and they're putting this area in the center of it where there's higher fences, and they're pointing everything inward. And I've even talked to some people and say, well, does Trump know this? Of course he knows this. They own the whole system. They own our gatekeepers. Everybody say we have to, you hear, everybody says we have to go wake people up. How do you wake people up when the people who are running most of these moderation calls, you're being the exception, um, won't even allow you to bring up the topics that would wake people up? You're not allowed to bring up the asset stripping. You're not allowed to bring up the satanic ritual abuse. You're not allowed to bring up the organ trade. They talk about, oh, we'll get this court, uh, this court case going forward, but they don't tell you that they own the courts. They talk about, well, when Trump gets this thing and we'll have these military tribunals, well, that means you have martial law. That means you no longer have due process. That means your, your jury system is gone. Now you go into this private box that nobody knows you're taken in and you disappear, which almost happened to me. And this is happening to gun owners across the country. And I recently talked, um, it's interesting that your previous caller brought up uh, Ralph Nader because um, I just uh, happened to get connected with uh, Winona Duke, which is his running mate in 2000. Uh, They're not far from here. They're on the White Earth uh, Indian Reservation. I was talking to that uh, woman on that Indian reservation, and what's happening there is uh, the whole reservation is basically demilitarized. Uh, basically, uh, people are ending up in prison who are questioning things. People are losing their jobs that are questioning things. Uh, people who cause certain problems are ending up dying. Women are going missing. Children are going missing. Uh, undercover police are just off the chart. Uh, this person is getting a little nervous. And then I told her about my story about, you know, taking over the water supply over there, and then when they're done with that, they're ready for um, martial law. It's going to happen in stages, though. And uh, she's, she basically believes me, and she sees the stuff going on there. And basically, uh, there was this uh, person who came in out of nowhere that looks he's, like he's basically owned by the government, and he's, he's destroying the, uh, the tribe from within. This is happening... Nationwide, it seems, and if you talk to Deb that was speaking earlier, she knows someone who is part of the uh, Standing Rock group, and uh, he's gone to a number of the reservations and talks about how many people have gone missing there. These, many of missing these casinos are actually based. 
Yeah, Standing Rock. That's where you know they had the big stand yeah, with the uh, with water pipeline, right? Yeah. Supposedly something's going to happen in that pipeline, and the water supply is going to be uh, uh, poisoned. They essentially have uh, one of the largest one of the largest aquifers there are in the nation poisoned. So you can uh, when you had Jen Phelan on, she was talking about how um, how the uh, it was now legal under the Patriot Act to go in and poison the water system. That was done on 1018 uh, of this year. Little codicil was added where it's basically legal to poison the water system. Uh, never lose truth of that. Um, it's also on plaintruth.info. They were doing an article on that. And, it, and then it was signed off by the Congress and the Senate. So now it's legal. There's also a little codicil under the Patriot Act where they can take you for no reason whatsoever for three years and you can just disappear. That's law. You know, basically the Constitution has been shredded to nothing. People are disappearing all over the place and nobody's aware of it. So when they killed my friend Larry, if you look up Dr. Mary's monkey, how they, uh, he was a very good attorney. He probably would have slowed the pipeline down. He did a lot of work for the tribes, much of it pro bono. And uh, the good lawyers are being murdered, just like the good doctors are being murdered, just like the good reporters, according to Jan Phelan, are being murdered. And a lot of times you don't know this unless you're standing right in front of it and having it happen to you. And so we're talking about we have to wake people up. Well, how are we going to wake people up when the people are leading us are the ones that are organizing all this chaos? This is by design. If you do not know where you can go online and say, see where it's uh, Trump showing um, guns first, due process second. He's basically saying, I'll eliminate your, your right to a trial. He's setting the stage for uh, martial law right there. You, you can see it's only a 49-second video. It's not going to take too much of your time. He flat out says it. And Pence is there to back him up. You can go in there and you can go on Henry Macko and you can see how um, Trump is highly blackmailable because he's gone to that Epstein's Island with Clinton and he has witnesses there saying he's a pedophile. You know, the evidence on this man is just insane. And you go to Veterans Today and you can see him supposedly when he was in Saudi Arabia chain-sign a man to death. This stuff is happening across the country. And when I was in the hospital, uh, based on false charges, that they knew were false. The whole time they knew were false. Kept me there for a month. And just a few days, they weren't even giving my medical records, a few days before I was going to go before the uh, hearing. All of a sudden, one of the um, psychologists, after I'd been seen by a dozen psychologists uh, and psychiatrists, they come in and ask me, will you take this 300-point question, or 300-question test, to, so we can find out what's wrong with you? Because they had some problems diagnosing me with anything. They started out with schizophrenia, but when they found out I worked in a halfway house for schizophrenics for a period of time, they dropped that. When I was in there, I ran across one gentleman who used to work for the military. And he was in Afghanistan. He was running the camps. And, well, he wasn't running them, but he was working with a group that was going around Afghanistan, rounding up men, women, and children, digging trenches, and blowing a hole in their head. They were committing genocide throughout the whole area. They were just liquidating all the population they could. And then I ran into somebody else when it was all done. I said, oh, yeah, I have a, friend, uh, a family member with the international troops, and I can assure you doing that in Iraq as well. And I got a witness that heard this gentleman say that. 
He said, not only is that going on in Afghanistan, I can tell you right now, there are eight fully activational camps in this country right now. People have been disappearing for a very long time, and nobody seems to care. And as we know with Lynette, who was uh, on your show before, she was talking about, uh, I believe it was L.A. County, and she said that she, when she was homeless there, she actually saw police rounding up homeless, and there are tens of thousands of them missing, some say 50,000, some say 200,000. But you know, it's like Stone said, when 10 people die, it's a tragedy. When a million die, it's a statistic. It's getting to the level of just a, a statistic. Well, all those police spoke Russian. Then Deb gets, uh, you know, someone who knows someone in Alaska, and they're hearing after the earthquake, all of a sudden Russians come out of the woodwork, as the word she said, and they're all wearing American uniforms. What's up with that? And uh, I don't exactly. know if Todd made it on the show. Yeah, but uh, he, he's uh, apparently had some contact with some Spetsnets in the uh, uh, Iowa, South Dakota, Minnesota area. This is... We're hearing about military around this country, and nobody's really aware of it, and people are disappearing like mad. And so while they're telling us, hey, there's this hope or this hope or look at that over there, you know, if we just join this lawsuit, not realizing when you join the lawsuit that they own the court system anyway. So you're going to go in there, and whatever evidence you have, they're going to say it's all inadmissible. Oh, that's state secrets. Oh, this or that. You can't use that. Or all of a sudden you'll be taken to this trial private tribunal and you'll just disappear. And then all the people that are uh, running most of this info program, we got to realize are part of, uh, we're highly infiltrated. We are very highly infiltrated. And we've got to realize of course, that the to make sure we, good within. Hmm? We have to be infiltrated in order to stop any momentum of exposure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you have your main talking heads in the TI community, and you're not allowed to talk about organ harvesting. And then I had one person who was very high up TI, so I trusted what they said, and they said, oh, yeah, I was part of the um, the Oregon thing, and, you know, I, I knew Pete Santilli, and now I don't necessarily trust him, but, you know, I was friends with the White Finicum, and I'm telling you, I went and talked to him last July about um, what was going on up in um, uh in the North Dakota area with the 600,000 troops and like, uh, what's going on here? And I thought he could go, like get the information to somebody. And he goes, well, I can tell you when I was there, it took uh, about five hours. They moved land moving equipment in there and they were removing the uranium. It was given to the Russians. Then all of a sudden I find out later, somebody else is talking to him and he said, I don't know where she gets her information, but that's not true. She's crazy. And then he got busted for lying about a number of things. And all of a sudden, he's pro-Trump in every way, shape, and form. Well, but he doesn't want to look at all the information showing that uh, Trump is not a nice guy. They put people and carrots in front of our face to give us hope that all of a sudden, we won't go on our own. We won't go outside the box, and we won't solve these problems. We have to somehow go outside the box, let people know what's happening, because they own the court system, they own the media, they own all the gatekeeping. Uh, they, they're gatekeepers to all of us, and especially in the uh, me medical. Huh? All posi key positions of power and authority. Can I can I say something? Sure, go ahead. Um, so you you have a lot of good information. Um, I you know. 
um, I, I like to keep things positive and I'm not just being hopeful. Um, the, the House of Representatives has now changed course and there's a lot of new faces who really want to work for the people. Um, and, uh, and, you know, what you're saying, it's going to come to light with these new faces. They are not the type to look the other way when it's going on. Um, okay, you know, um, I've seen... Can I, yeah. can I say a point to that? Sure. There is a guy, um, Robert Merritt. This guy, uh, he's done a number of talk shows and everything, and he was associated with this James Rothstein that dealt with human trafficking. And he was talking about how he was a raven in the 1970s, he was talking about the uh, Watergate break-in. He said what that was is uh, he was a homosexual prostitute that was designed to compromise um, senators, Congress, and uh, ambassadors. And then they filmed him having sex with some, you know, person. Uh-huh. And he talked about, in, in the time that you went in there, he goes, the reason that Nixon went in there is because he wanted to find out all the, Demo- all the Democrats were pedophiles <laughs> and want to get those files. And then he discussed how yeah. the person asked him on the interview, so how many of Congress and the Senate was compromised back in the Nixon administration? He said 70%. He goes, how many are compromised now? He said 100%. I don't want to be negative, so I'll but tell I want you something. to look at where there's hope. I don't want them to yes, point out and where we failed every time and we're being delphied. I want to see they, they're, they're not about that. They are, they are women. Group. They are young. They are, and two are with indig- from indigenous, you know, tribes. And so this is this is what we need. We need we need new faces, people that are fighting for people, and they're not even sworn in yet, and they're taking a stance. So, you know, um, they 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 they're not the type to point out, and and they 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 want to drive towards solutions now. They don't want to talk about it. They want to start creating plans and processes to implement them. You know, um, you know, and 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 they're and they're looking at things as a whole. I mean, I, it's pretty incredible. I can't, you know, um, you know, I'm, I, I, you know, you 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 know a lot of stuff. You you you've done your research. You've you've collected well, even data from thing. from people. Yeah. I can tell you one thing. My father was in Florida, and he knew the person who um, was part of the uh, uh, the election when that crazy stuff happened with the butterfly ballots and the crazy voting down in Florida. And I believe the one was Catherine or Kathleen or something like that. I can uh-huh. assure you, all the elections are rigged. And even the guy who owned the deep bolt mm-hmm. machine said, I can see yeah. that uh, George Bush just elected. What we are watching... Yeah. Are we, uh, uh, none of them are... Yes, uh, excuse me, one second. Can, um, I, can I finish my moment. Everybody uh, yes, gets 10, actually, 15 minutes, but I don't. Okay, everyone, um, speakers right now, Angel and uh, Kim, I want um, Kim to wrap up, Angel, and then I want to make sure if Connie is here tonight to include her, and I believe that should wrap up all of our speakers tonight. So, Connie, if okay. you're here, sound of my voice, um, I will I announce you Do I get to finish the wrap up? Yes, you do, Kim. We're getting okay. right back to it. Let's, go. Let's just, um, what do you vision? Uh, okay, for the, part you know, of this is... Coming here. 
we we got to look where the reality is, and our hope is in ourselves and that we are aware and we can do something. We have to make other people aware and try to make this as vocal as we can, whether we're hitting YouTube sites, whether we're um, sending videos in certain areas, because I got a lot of information about Angel because when I was in the hospital, they chipped me up to no ends, and I found recently what they put in me were drug packets. And then I knew somebody in targeted justice, and they're not capable anywhere of finding me a place where I can get scanned. So this is the person that's supposedly in charge of their medical area, and I talked to targeted justice, and they can't do anything for me. And one of the people who were up there with, um, with targeted justice in the beginning, the Kennedy, that uh, Duncan woman, Christina Duncan, well, you know, when all of a sudden she gets uh, thrown in an insane asylum, well, all of a sudden they're nowhere there to help her. So if they aren't going to help their, their own, what are they going to do for us? I've been talking to them for months. They, well, you know, the person that texts me frequently. You have a point. Go back and forth. And um, there's just no result. And supposedly they're, you know, in charge of their medical. And, you know, I just, they just have no answers for me whatsoever. So these people who we're setting up as to be our saviors, they're not our saviors, especially when we look at people who are pedophile serial killers. It doesn't take long to look at this information. It comes to a point when you're at blatant denial. And you can look at it and say, well, you know, you know, there are good pedophiles and there are bad pedophiles. You know, you shouldn't hold him just because he did that. You know, all the presidents do that. No, it's it's not one an alternative truth. Your truth may not be my truth. Is not one of the cases in there. Truth is truth. Bad is bad. If he's going to screw over people that are uh, other people that he doesn't know, what's he going to do to us? So it doesn't take long to see this information, and you can find it out there pretty much everywhere. You can go to henrymacow.com and he can show you all the stuff in the Trump administration about the pedophiles in his administration. And he actually has links to court documents and witnesses that are dealing with this. And people are saying, oh, well, you know, those indictments are going to be handed down real soon. Well, you know, it hasn't happened yet. And they keep saying it and they go, oh, don't get in Trump's way. You know, he may have to call the military. Well, let me tell you, the military is already ready to go out. And it sounds like a lot of them are on these reservations and they're ready. They're around us all over the place. And they're, they're holding, hoping, as Faye said earlier, that we waste all our time talking in areas and compartmentalize where we're not going out to people like gun owners that are actually experiencing this and being taken. People are taking and disappearing on these 72-hour holds. They're going through the hospitals. They're going through the prisons. They're going through all sorts of systems. And we have to try to make this aware to as many people as we can. Whether it's a comment section on YouTube, whether it's Facebook, whether it's calling other people, whether um, I was educating people on the reservation at White Earth, all of a sudden I woke up a whole bunch of people and I just made a phone call. And all of a sudden she may have connected me with a bunch of people too. So it may just take a few phone calls and us working together. I've gotten a lot farther working with a few people within our own community than I have with a whole year uh, dealing with people who any information they got in those phone calls. I'm telling you, one of our major people who's supposedly, you know, the biggest talking head is, uh, knows about the organ harvesting, but she wants to be positive and doesn't bring it up. Well, how do you make it aw- people aware of it and stop it if no one wants to talk about it and they don't even realize it's a problem? 
And so you have many in the TI community that all of a sudden find themselves in the hospital and just think, well, they're going to go under a 72-hour hold, you know, somebody will figure that out, and not realizing that they've been tissue typed and their information has already been sent to where they're going to be taken. This is getting serious. And so how many people have died just because she wants to be positive? You get in this situation and you may not find yourself out and there's not an opportunity to turn around. When I got in there, I, it was difficult for me to even get a phone call out. If I hadn't found somebody who had a gift, um, one of those phone cards, I, I would have been screwed because they took me across the border. And most of the people I knew were in Minnesota. How am I going to make a phone call? We've got to make people aware that people are missing and we're not going to be doing it, mostly going to these talking heads because one of the people that I know that was legitimate, that was in Minnesota, got viciously slandered by Frank and Derek. And so many of these new TIs that are reaching out and going in for help, all of a sudden they're getting taken down. We've got to look out for other TIs that are really having problems and really need help and stop the vicious slander by some of these moderators and hopefully we'll have um, more talk shows like yours that come back because I noticed theirs don't have problems with Wi-Fi not going up. I noticed theirs don't have problems getting on. Theirs don't have sound problems. But yours sure does. No, it's smooth, smooth sailing for them. They got it made. Yeah. Yeah, but we can only give people credit for being so stupid for so long. No one's that stupid. If you find out these things that Trump is doing and find out the stuff that's happening, you can find it real super easy. It's not difficult at all. And these people say, oh, that's not true. Well, that's one of those classic cases where they just don't want to look at the information. They don't want to say it. Or they won't look at the videos so they aren't held accountable for knowing it. And as TIs go, we're typically suspicious by nature. And so if we hear something, we want to see it right away anyway. And the people who say that they don't want to see it or they don't believe it or won't look at it, I doubt they're real TI because the information is there in spades. I think that's about it. People can look at my information, my uh, video, who knows how long it's going to be up, you know. Maybe it may be taken down by, you know, Ella, what, who knows, through her connections. It's still up on Ramola D from what I understand and on Migs D. But for how long, I don't know because it looks like things are going down. We're going to say it slowly. Um, your two videos are on Ramola D and Megs B, yeah. M-E-E-G, apostrophe S, B is in board. M-E-E-G um, space B. The one that you did on me was um, on covert shipping and black market organ harvesting. That was the one that made the connections to Sanford Hospital that put all these chips in me. People, um, my friend died over this. And when I left the hospital unexpectedly, and the whole hospital was having almost a nervous breakdown over it, I walked out into a car who had its brakes cut. Since then, uh, brakes have gone in the car four times in the last year and a half. I've been hit by directed oh energy weapons like no, nobody's business. This is not stopping, and we can make it stop. Well, I don't think we're going to make it stop because they're already here. They've already been invited in. They're just stalling for time is what they're doing right now. And so we've got to really make an effort, whether it's just even praying or fasting, but doing what we can to wake people up. And if we're going to the same moderators at the same time, we're doing the same gatekeeping that won't allow us to talk about these topics, they're never going to get solved. And 
I'm telling you, they own the legal system. You're going to be taken out, declared crazy, and then all of a sudden you won't be able to say anything. Thank you. Uh, I think I made my point. Thank you so much, Kim. I appreciate you coming on tonight. Uh, we're moving on. Uh, don't know your prefix, but Connie, Connie, if you're on the line tonight, uh, please come up right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there any uh, guest panelists whom I've invited to system? I only get your prefix that I have not called. Um, we're going to wrap it up. So speak now. Going once, going twice. Hey everyone. Um, this concludes our end of year podcast with our panel speakers. <clears throat> I appreciate their time for sharing tonight. And a lot of information was exchanged and learned. Um, at this time, callers, go ahead and start to start to. If you want to address a question to one of our guest speaking panelists tonight, I also want to take just a few minutes to uh, thank my panelists for coming tonight and sharing. Um, I know we have a distraction of the holidays upon us, and I really, really want to thank each and every one of you for taking the time, your time, to come on the show and uh, also continue your aspirations of what we all want to have next year. Uh, I personally want to have closure. Uh, Many of you noticed in the last few months with the move from the Midwest to Cali, and I am temporarily in a women's shelter in a dangerous part of the city with Lillian. First night on my top bunk, I cried. Um, But... I got all over that now. I was viciously attacked by certain moderators in the community, and I played tough, but I was deeply hurt. I I understand people can be upset, but the motive of of apparatus, the way they motive, the way they have this attack, was very much perked. I was lied, ridiculed, slandered, blacklisted, all ruined and sabotaged. I'm back, and all I can feel right now, it's not a Wendy Williams show. It's not blah, blah, blah. I hate them. I want all of you to hear me real carefully. After this, I don't want to even talk about it anymore. I feel nothing but simple gratitude. You see, any type of wrath, anyone's wrath, you grow. Oh, you're floored at first. It takes a while to heal, but you do come back. And I just couldn't be at the level that I really am and continuing to grow. And I'm optimistic that I will help shelter. I'm united with my sister T. We, the three of us remaining, surviving, Bethel's girl. Delaine and T, I love you more than life itself. I have no hard feelings, you know, and I really do forgive them all. The moderator, Ryan, with his impassioned, archaic, racist views of me, 
and comment on talk show that I'm a racist, a perp, and an alcoholic. I've grown as a person. Thank you for the phony light worker of Sumaya who actually stated, am I big like my sister? I was really freaked out as if she had, I don't know, surveillance on me and my sister. I, I don't know. I don't know. I got freaked out like I was being watched. It was really creepy. Linda Costanza and all, of course, spearheaded at the tabernacle of Ella Frey, who nothing gets by. You know, it's really okay. I'm in a good place. In fact, a very good place. So, with that, everyone, let's go ahead and open the room. Q&A. Switching out. Anyone have a question, go ahead and start to, and let us begin. Okay, 860, you have a question? Okay, 401, panelists, if you have a question for each other, go right ahead. I have a question for Kim. Um, do you feel that this is all, when do you think it's just going to hit the fan? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Hello? Um, I can hear I can, you. Uh, from what I understand, many of these outposts are actually on Indian reservations because the um, laws are a bit different. They're considered an independent nation, but they're still under the auspices of the United States. So um, much of this seems to be happening on areas where there are casinos for some bizarre reason. And um, we've heard a lot about underground um, tunnels and various other stuff. I'm not going to go in the realm of conspiracy theory of what I can't um, prove, but I have been told that. And there are um, maps that have been passing around that go from Leeds, South Dakota, to a Fermilab facility in northern Minnesota which go under many of these Sanford facilities where they kind of took me and what it's looking like from some of the people that I met and some of the things that seem to be going down uh, relatively soon, but in a slow motion, in a slow motion way. It's been happening for a long time, but nobody's seemed to notice. The, the economy will click off like a big chunk in 2008 and people will be able to hold on tenaciously for a period of time. But as if they run, run and fall off into the homeless sector, all of a sudden they get scooped up and they disappear. When you have people that don't care for you, that you're homeless, typically don't care if you go missing. So they're picking off groups at a time. And then those people that are desperate and um, have to go across the border, they don't seem to be missed at all, the ones that are desperate. So um, I would tend to think that it's, uh, from what I'm hearing, with the military presence that there is in some of these places, and as they're saying, calling them as um, undercover police and whatever, it seems um, fairly soon. How fairly soon, I don't know. 
but I know uh, you can talk to Deb. She has the information on what's going on in Alaska. She had the information. She had the information from her friend. A lot of people are going on Indian reservations, and I talked on White Earth. They were talking about how many were missing uh, women and children, and uh, the homeless are missing like crazy. When I worked with the homeless population in 2003, people were complaining about how many were missing. So everybody's been saying it's right around the corner, but nobody really knows. But you're looking how we're tenaciously holding on. I don't think we have much longer, but I don't think it's tomorrow. But for us, I think it's a bit shorter. Sorry, I have these um, apps. No, cool. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. Yeah, talk to, um, talk to Deb. She, she knows what's going on with the uh, Indian Reservation. She's got some information on that, and she also knows what's going on. Uh, she got the, some information on Alaska with some troops. Talk to her. Okay. She's on the line. Deb, Deb, please come up. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. Hey, everyone, real quick. Uranus, which is uh, Scott Roloff, pipes in the chat. Trump is not going to help anyone. He wants more budget for DHS and more king stalking. Many of the stalking help organizations are appeasement groups and not real. Whoa. Yeah, please come up. Yeah, um, no, I was talking to a friend um, in Nebraska, and she went to school with a girl, and her mom lives up in Alaska. And um, she was saying that the girl's mom was really freaked out when they had the earthquake. I mean, she knew they had Russian troops around because she'd see them around town once, you know, a little bit. But all of a sudden, they had the earthquake, and she was, like, freaked out because they were coming out of the woodwork. But I haven't heard nothing about since then, you know? Hmm, I guess. And then Alaska have some problems with a storm or something, and the roads are all caved in? Well, that was from the earthquake. Oh, okay then. So there was a lot of damage. I saw that. I think in one of the YouTube yeah. videos. Yeah. And then we all know every week. Oh, earthquake. Okay. Thank you. Oh. Do you think that was also engineered too? Oh, I have a feeling it was. A lot of these things seem to be engineered. Yes, they do. They do. Um. Yeah. What is your take on the um? Missing uh, women from the Indian reservations and the connection with casinos. Casinos, everyone. Well, the only thing I really know is that I have this friend that um, <clears throat> is involved with the Indian reservations, and <clears throat> he goes all over the country, and he was involved with the trying to stop the pipeline, and. He had said that they've been going missing for years from the different reservations, and it's getting, you know, it's even worse now, but they've, you know, this has been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. And they have, you know, mm-hmm. there's some books out there about it, and, you know, so it's not an unknown thing, but people don't really talk about it. In fact, he had recommended a book for me to get um, Invisible Victims by Catherine McCarthy that deals with some of that.
Thank you, Deb. I was just thinking of that. Hmm. I still think, what do you really, I know we want the program to end, but uh, is this disappearing in these reservations? Are they front for um, abduction? Because I think that's what's going on. People are going missing, you know, disappearing, vanishing. Well, yeah, in a way, yeah, I would say it is. But I don't know what anybody else's opinion on it. I mean, you know, they're trying, let's face it, New World Order, depopulation, Mm -hmm. you know, and they've... They're trying to get rid of certain people to start with, the ones that are going to speak out or group up against them. And if they do it a few at a time where nobody notices, they get even bolder with it. And they have been. I think that's one of the reasons we're getting really close. Look how bold they're getting. They don't care about getting caught. And one million kids a year go missing through CPS. Almost one million year, kids a year go missing just through parents um, reporting them. Kevin knows how many homeless go missing. Uh, people at the border don't quite make it through. Almost a million adults are going missing every year. Look at that missing 411 with David Uh David Shooter is trying to expose the missing children uh, because he was involved with the governor's, uh, government's SRA program and his handler was Michael Aquino. Uh, he talks about just in uh, Nebraska and uh, Oregon, 150,000 kids are going missing through CPS. You know, these kids are not being raptured. Where the hell are they? This has been going on for years. And that one guy I told you about, he said there were eight fully operational camps that he knew of. Not that there weren't more. This is just how it happened in Nazi Germany. People went missing and people didn't know about it. When I was in Germany in 2014, 2015, my boyfriend at the time, he had two friends that went missing. Just like, well, I don't know what, you know, people should wake up. You know, not all this stuff is by accident. They don't want to report this because out of sight, out of mind. Then if it happens to you, you think you're an isolated incident. Not that you're the common factor. That's why we have to realize that sometimes when people say, let's think positive, it's another way of saying, hey, conspiracy theorist, and so you shut up. This is neuro-linguistic programming. You expose the evil. So I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't appreciate that. That wasn't directed at you. And, that was directed at you. Okay. Oh, thank don't you. Take it personally. That, was, that was not directed I'm, I'm not, at you. I, I, I'll take your word from it. Thank you. Yeah. What is We're talking about the moderators here. I, I'd like to know if Todd's on the line because he was viciously attacked by Frank, who hurt me immediately trying to take down my story of 600,000 troops. Um, and I had never even been on a phone call before. I didn't even know who he was. And then he, he came after me with Amy. And um, uh, you should talk to Todd if he's on the line because this is what's happening to people who are new and they don't, they're just trying to come to grips with being a TI. And it's hard to break in the TI community anyway, but alone being a TI without everybody calling you a perp. And then all of a sudden you get on these phone calls and you're viciously attacked. I don't know if Todd's on the line, but he can talk about what happened to him. Hello? Hello? Hi, this is Connie. 
Hey, Tommy, welcome. How are you? Good, but the first time I called in, they intercepted my call, and the time didn't change, and I kept on hitting star two and star six and star eight. Yeah. Well, everyone, that did announce you. Um, Let's go ahead. Yeah, everyone, let's cease for a minute. We have questions and answers, and then we'll still make it interactive. Um, Connie, I did invite to our panel. Um, as you know, she was has been fighting tirelessly um, the biofilm on our skin with a lot of homeopathic remedies. And also, Connie's been quite an activist of uh, other TI in the, TIs in the community that are being, you know, 72-hour uh, holds, uh, giving her activism and assistance as an advocate to get them out. So um, tell us, Connie, what's going on tonight, and what do you really anticipate for yourself? going into 2019? Um, I'm going to continue to, you know, uh, try to help people detox and get people out of psych wards. Um, just to let you know, Solange Martinez, she's, mm-hmm. she got in about, uh, I would say, a week ago, and then she had a hearing on Wednesday, and um, the judge said she should be committed, like, for life and forced medicated. And, um, oh, my God. Yeah, so it's, it's, this situation is really bad. And uh, bad. Eric, Eric, who has um, courtroomwatch.com, he's helping. My friend Tanya's helping. Um, I, I've been involved. And uh, it, it's a very tough situation because, you know, she didn't want to take the, the public defender or public lawyer, the the county lawyer, whatever, because she didn't trust her, and then they wouldn't let her mother and grandmother in, and uh, her nephew and her own sister uh, stood on behalf of the doctors, and <laughs> that's the same. Really anyway, for 2019. I'm going to continue to detox. I'm going to continue to wake people up. I don't go on many TI calls anymore. I tend to only go on maybe meals. And um, I, I go on stop 5G calls because smart meters and, you know, if people think they're suffering now and they roll out 5G, we're in big trouble. I think a lot of people are going to get sick and probably die and it's going to happen quick because they're going to play some synth- so close in proximity that one of the experts on the 5G call said it's not going to be like getting hit with 5G. It's going to be hit, like getting hit with 90G, like the active denial system. So um, we're, our bodies are not meant to withstand this radiation. And the reason why I focus on detox is because the nanometals that they're spraying and the pathogens and the fungus and their larvae, the nano hookworm, this other nanotube, tube, you know, they're using spores, they're using fibers. Um, if you see fluorescent green moss or, you know, excessive moss or, you know, mushrooms in your yard or insects, you know, it's from all this stuff they're spraying. And uh, so anyways, yeah, I, I continue to help people detox and try to get relief. And it could be as easy as cutting a lemon or lime and rubbing it all over your feet and body. You know, many TIs, one guy did it to his, he did a lemon on his foot and what was happening to his head stopped. So, you know, um, and another girl 
she she's in California. She has sleep deprivation that hasn't slept for months, and she's on to to appease her mother and her family. Her father owned 27 or 29 jack-in-the-box restaurants in California, and the father died 27 years ago, and that's when her targeting started. But to appease her family, they say, or the mother says, if you want to be part of the family, you need to see the psychiatrist, go to the doctors, and take the meds. So she's on like three sleeping medications, two prescription, and Unisom, and she doesn't sleep. She rubbed a lemon all over her body, and she can sleep. Acidic things work. Minty things work. Hot and spicy, bitter, sour, salty, uh, acidic. And those all help break down the polymers that are holding the biosensors. And, uh, you know, people get a cut or scrape, and what happens is the polymer and the organisms, nano and micro, fill in the cut, get in the cut, and uh, it's meant, it's geoengineered, it's meant to easily bond with the lung tissue. It'll get into the nasal passage. It'll go into the sinus cavities. It'll coil around the nerves. It gets into our blood, our brain, our eyes, um, and and we're being made into transmitters and receivers. Um, the radiation and dirty electricity is attracted to the nanometals in our body and, and on our body. People are taking all sorts of supplements. Well, they knew people were going to go for the supplements, and they tried to regulate them like about seven or ten years, seven years ago. I was working for the FDA at the time. And it wasn't going to fly how they get around it, the packaging. Most packaging is in plastic, and these people showed me they can take anything short of plastic, whether it's a supplement, juice, water, even hot sauce, and they can mix. They can do, they do something to the plastic, so all of a sudden what's stored in the plastic is thick and gooey, gluey, not discolored. So they showed me, you know, their capabilities. They, they showed me a lot of their capabilities, and they told me things through spam emails, I don't get the B2K, but they told me things, a lot of things four years ago, and many of the things they said, they've done. And, uh, you know, the things that they have not done yet, well, sort of they did this. They're, they're going to do catastrophic disasters. They're going to bring down the grid. That's what, you know, they indicated. And uh, they're going to collapse the dollar, to collapse the economy. And if they collapse the economy, that would be like bringing down the grid because, you know, people wouldn't be able to pay their bills and who knows, you know, they might not have phone service or electricity or, you know, so they, they do watch for preppers, people who go to prepper sites, watch prepper videos, because I did all that, and uh, or buy prepper items or buy gas masks, you know, things to protect themselves. But... Um, I, I I always look at the glass half full, and uh, the reason why I go on the 5G calls is because we can stop this. We can we, we can stop what, and that's why they're coming at. From what I'm told, that's why they're coming at America hard because we have the capability of stopping it. There are good things happening. Arthur Furstenberg. 
Um, he's an activist, and in New Mexico, Santa Fe metropolitan area, they banned smart meters. And thanks to Arthur, and uh, he was working with somebody else. And then um, my my one of my senators, uh, Richard Blumenthal, he is saying he is asking the FCC and the government how say. Is 5G safe? You're you're rolling this out. You're implementing it. Is it safe? He knows it's not safe because 5G hired a lobbyist. His name is Paul. I've talked to him. He's in in Washington D.C. and he's lobbying, handing out information, talking to the senators and state reps as they go in and out of the government buildings, and uh, it's paying off because um, EMF Linda told me that Richard Blumenthal found out about the dangers of 5G from Paul, the lobbyist. And um, some lady named, I think her name is Anna Shu, and she's a senator in California. And she is also supporting and working alongside Richard Blumenthal, um, saying, is it safe? It's not safe. It's not going to be safe. Um, it's not safe now with all the radiation. But what people can do, contact your state reps and your senators and tell them to support Richard Blumenthal and his, and I think her name is Anna Shu, uh, with their efforts to say to the government, is this safe? I heard massive amounts of money went in into this. And so some people think it's futile to, you know, it's not going to stop because they, they're going to do this. But... You know, there are places, EMF Linda recently, you know, told me the other day, there's either a county or city or somewhere in Kentucky that they're going to do away with smart meters. And then I heard they're in Michigan, they're, you know, in some county or city, they're considering it. So things are happening. Those smart meters cause fires. Somebody on 5G who writes books, um, she, uh, she was the only one in her neighborhood on her street who didn't have a smart meter. And there was a fire like one or two years ago in, I think it was Santa Rosa, California. All the houses around her burned down. And her house was untouched. Her house was the only one without a smart meter. Smart meters don't last as long as the analog meters. They only last, I guess, seven or ten years, where analog would last 30, 40, 50 years. So... And, and, you know, they do raise the electric bill because they're sitting there and they're pulsing. They're, you know, pulsing a lot. And uh, But they use those smart meters to spy on people in their homes, you know. And uh, it's it's really bad. There's a lot of people who are trying to um, put Faraday cages over the smart meter, parroting the wall, you know, putting uh, metal on the inside of the wall and stuff. But anyway, so good things are happening. So I'm trying to attack this targeting in a different way because, you know, um, I, I don't really go on a lot of conference calls anymore because of certain things that happened okay, a few months ago that you might have heard about. So, um, And I was sort of getting attacked. But one thing I do know, I did figure out or I found out was, one of the TI friends I have is brilliant. He, he's a ham radio expert, and he gets V2K, and he knows how to detect where the signals are coming from, 
and he knows how to send them back to the perpetrators. So if they're giving them pain, they're going to get pain. Or if they're giving them a headache, they're going to get a headache. And um, so anyways, um, they do talk to them actively, and uh, they tell them things. And one of the people I w was suspicious of um, in the last year who was, you know, organizing something, he told me that his perpetrators told him all about her and um, that she works for a company involved in this targeting. And I thought that was very interesting. Now, he suspected somebody else, and they told him, no, no, she's, she's really targeted, you know? So I find that very interesting that his purpose gave him that type of information. But um, it is yeah. I urge people, you know, people are going mm -hmm. for the supplements, and that's great. You have to detox internally. But our skin protects our temple. Our temple is our body and our mind. Our skin, they've been spraying us since the 50s. Mark, who goes on the 5G calls, his friend is a retired colonel. Mark was in the Air Force six years. His retired colonel friend was in the Air Force for many years, and his retired colonel friend said, we have been sprayed since the 50s. I was born in the 60s. That means all my life. So this stuff is on us and in us, and it gets embedded in the, in the pores and the hair follicles and our oh, epidermis, so many layers thick. It can get down, you know, so many layers. And uh, there's people getting diagnosed with cellulitis and rashes or their psoriasis or eczema. And I'm telling you, this is the biofilm in the organism. And, and, you know, I detox, but I know it's really thick on my feet, like on the heel area. And I do have a spot underneath my big toe and my little toe on the bottom. I... And my right hand, if I hold it next to my left, is slightly bigger than my left hand. I know my right index finger is heavily coated. And um, so what, <clears throat> I did something extreme in the past week. I got jalapenos. Uh, there, uh, there was a supermarket, and they had a big package of jalapenos for a buck. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. I took, Typically, if you would take a jalapeno or a habanero, really hot pepper, and if you hold it or cut it open with your fingernail, it's going to burn. It's going to be hot uh, from, you know, the pepper. And anyways, I have been rubbing jalapenos all over my body. Primarily when I put them on my hand, I'll put on a latex glove and I'll keep it there all day. And this biofilm and these organs, you know, where it was thick, it's just peeling off. It's like white, thick. It looks like skin, but it's not skin. And anyways, the jalapeno didn't burn. And that's a sign that, yeah, I was right. It, it was thick. on my, And I'll put a jalapeno on the... The toxins leave the body from the bottom of the feet. And if our feet are coated, it's going to wreak havoc on the organs, and your toxins are not going to leave your body. And I've always recommended hot sauce. It works. It opens the pores. It breaks down the biofilm. It kills the organisms, and then, you know, you don't run for soap and water, and, and you take a lemon or wine, cut it in half, swipe it with your three fingers, 
rub it everywhere you just did the hot sauce. Um, and, and, you know, so you're hitting it with bitter, sour, acidic, hot and spicy. Um, uh, Louisiana hot sauce has cayenne vinegar and salt, you know, acidic, exactly. salty, hot and spicy. And then the lemon and lime, so you're, you're hitting it again. And then the third thing is Dr. Teal's Essence Salt Foot Cream. It's this, this method isn't only good for the feet. I've done this all over my body. Like I've done it on my face. I put hot sauce. When you do the head, you put 10 or 15 drops. You massage it into the scalp. Put on a bandana, a scarf, a towel. Keep it there all night. Sit on a chair. Put down newspaper. This stuff leaves one thing, sticks to another. Gently comb or scrape against the scalp, some agitation. And Deb, another Deb in Minnesota, she was a hairdresser, and she did this, and she posted the pictures on Facebook, and somebody's like, don't you ever take a bath or a shower? And she said, yes, every day. She was a hairdresser. She never saw anything like it, and it, and it doesn't all come off in one day. For those getting B2K, one guy in, in LA, he doesn't get B, he hasn't he got B2K July 2017 to March 2018. We worked together for well a couple of weeks, but in four days, all his torture stopped. The B2K, the burning, the pricking, the insomnia, everything stopped. And uh, the only thing he was dealing with was gang stalking. And um, there's other people, uh, you know, I helped a lady in Hawaii, Canada, you know, Florida, um, Texas, most, almost every state I've helped people in. Uh, and so that's gratifying. Yes, um, it is. And well, uh, every, every, everybody should do their mouth. My hygienist told me the mouth, she, when she cleans somebody's teeth, she can look at the mouth, and she has a pretty strong indication whether they're going to have a major illness, like stroke, heart attack, cancer, whatever, a major illness by when she does the mouth. And uh, anyways, um, everybody should try it in their mouth. Two drops underneath the tongue. Hold the tongue down to the bottom palate. There's two major arteries or veins. Um, that it'll affect the whole head, face, neck area. And then don't spit it out. Put two or three drops on top of the tongue. Swish it around three to five minutes. Then spit in the sink. You'll probably see brown and black dots. And you'll spit out a lot more liquid than the five drops you put in. A lot of people said, it made me salivate. No, it didn't make you salivate. It started melting in the biofilm and the perimeter of the mouth, the inner lip, the tongue, the gums, um, you know, in the mouth. And uh, so the B2K people um, or mind control victims, they need to, they should do this. Go hardcore, do it every day, their head and their mouth, their hands and their feet every day for a week. I, I would do the whole body if I was, you know, getting B2K. But, um, you know, another guy, Doug in Florida, he got, he's been getting B2K 22 years. And every time he started, he I don't know what it is. A lot of the B2K people that I tried to help, a lot of them stopped after two days. But Doug's perpetrators even said to him, it did quiet down after two days of doing his head and his mouth. That's and, wonderful. And, he, and then he stopped. 
because he thought the perps were tricking them, making them think that it was working. And I said, why didn't you give me the benefit of the doubt and the method that maybe it was working? So anyway, he did start it again two days, his car died. He started again two days, his dog died. His dog already had cancer. But um, every time he started, he stopped after two days. The fourth time he started, his perp, who gave him D2K, said, you might be able to stop the voices in your head because they realized he, he was on his way to stop the voices in his head. They said, but you can't stop us from doing this to you. And they pinpricked his foot, and then they pinpricked his arm. And I said, you need to know you can stop everything they're doing to you. But you and it doesn't take a lot of money or a lot of time. A little t- uh, money, a little effort, and the payoff is big. Because what price do you put on, on having a sound body and mind. Wonderful, and honey. Thank you so much for sharing. We're going to be winding down now to end our call because we, we started a few hours ago. Okay. But I do and, appreciate and you coming. One last thing. Other mm-hmm. than, the, you know, being a magnet for dirty electricity and the organisms want to go out to the frequency, this stuff is so friggin' dangerous. It makes wood split and splinter. It can make paper disintegrate. It'll make metal rust that shouldn't rust. And it causes so many illnesses, uh, what, they, what they sprayed us with. They want us into walking transmitters and receivers, and they want to know what people are thinking, and they want to be able to do whatever they do, rate people and all sorts of crazy things, you know, and have total remote control over people. And this helps them do it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Connie, and sharing with us. And uh, again, everyone, uh, panelists, if you have, uh, we're going to just take now just a few more uh, open table. I'll open up the room up. We've been going a few hours with each panelist, Connie. I'm so sorry you couldn't get in, but it's been uh, really a nice end-of-year podcast highlight on some pretty cool Stella TIs in our community, everyone. And... um, I know we're all overshadowed by the distraction of the holidays coming up. And, you know, everyone's getting ready to, you know, the world will go to rest for a while. Enjoy. And as business as usual in January. So at this time, we're going to go ahead and open up the entire room. We'd like to share. Go right ahead. Let me check. Everyone's open. I'm pretty good. Lauren I've, Lauren, I've never heard anybody say that. I've, I've read it on websites, but I've never heard anybody say that, um, you know, cleansing your body like that will help to reduce the attack. I've just never heard anybody say that. It's like uh, astonishing. It's and, true. Well, that's really something. I mean, I'm really, I'm, I'm very impressed by it. And uh, I've tried to suggest it to people and I couldn't get anybody to do it, but. You know, I've tried. I noticed a lot of these people who are targeted, they're so reluctant to get in the tub and even take up a shower, you know? I mean, come on. Like, after all, you know. Uh, I'll give out my number in case anybody wants to call and they want detox advice. They don't charge or anything. <laughs> um, and I, I just briefly ask, what type of torch, what, what are you experiencing? Some people have tinnitus, insomnia. But anyways, my number 
I'm Connie in Connecticut, and my number is 860-303-1854. A week ago, I was a guest for National Liberty Alliance's health call, and many of the people that I helped called in. I mean, they, they called and listened. Unfortunately, it was only an hour. I wanted them to give their testimony on what it stopped you know, how it helps them. And um, you might want to watch Look Out for Charlie, 2017, and Electronic Harassment. He, he explains it pretty well, although I don't think his methods are the best. Hot sauce and hot peppers and stuff does not want to go back into the pores and the hair follicles when you when in there's lemon or lime or hot sauce or, you know, but um, the Epsom salt and the baking soda and stuff, it, they could get me covered as quickly as I got it off, you know. So I had to find other methods that were long-lasting. I was having trouble with my left foot, and I found that by, you know, scrubbing it real hard with water and Epsom salt, it did make the trouble go away. But uh, <clears throat> I'm using another method, too, that's also helped. So it's just, you know, different things. You just don't know what's going to work. You just try what you can. My hair is coming out, and I was I was seeing online. There's some people saying that if you'll rub your scalp with uh, onion juice, in other words, pulverize onions and make juice, you'll rub your scalp with that for like it takes a few months. You got to do it every day. It'll make your hair grow back. Well, yeah, and you're gonna smell like onions all that time. I don't I don't know if I'm gonna try that. <laughs> it might. Well, I mean. onions and garlic and garlic are quite effective. But hot sauce is quite effective. They were, I have long brown hair, and I never had tangles or spinning or, or, or breakage. And all of a sudden, you know, they're coming at me heavy and hard because I make organite, and I was stopping tonight at electronic rape for people, and they didn't like that. So they're like, okay, we're really going to hit her with these chemical and biological to stop me making organite. Um, so anyways, I use hot sauce. I did the method, the hot sauce, and uh, I won't put lemon because my brown hair might turn a different color, So, um, but I did have used lime juice, and I have used um, uh, hot sauce, <clears throat> you know, and it stopped breaking, and it stopped getting tangled, and it stopped coming out. Well, that's just really something. That's really something. Some guy did his feet in Tabasco, and he called in a state of panic. And he says, oh, my gosh, Connie, uh, he could feel the hotness from the hot sauce going up his calves, past his knees, up his thighs, and he was really panicking. But, you know, he went from being, going, almost dying several times in the hospital between September and January to feeling good again. He's only 40. So you know, feeling healthy again. So it, it, there, there might be, if, if you feel hot from the hot sauce, and I would use Louisiana, it's not as hot as Tabasco or Cholula or some of the others. But um, if you feel hot from the hot sauce, um, it's not terrible, um, and it's killing stuff. I no longer feel hot from hot sauce because once you get the fungus and the pathogens and the biosome and, and the organisms out, um, I find that I don't feel any hot from the hot sauce. 
Oh, great, everyone. Let me go ahead and Donna Will903 has her hand up. I want to make sure everyone, before we close, gets an opportunity. Don, Donna, you had your hand raised. That's one. Uh, okay. Okay. Everyone, uh, our panel and staff, if anyone has any questions, it's the time to bring them up, guys. This is our show tonight, end of year podcast. Um. <laughs> I can a lot of remarks. I can say I can say a couple of things, and I'd love to, Lauren, if you don't mind. Um, go right ahead, Scott. Go yeah, right ahead. Yeah, when, when the police want you to go with them, listen to what they say. I've had this happen to me two or three times over here where uh, the neighbors call the police over here with some damn lie story of theirs. And the police will say to me, would you like to go down to the center? Which by the center, they mean the police station. And I just smile at them and say, no, thank you. <laughs> this one guy said to me, you know, are you are you resisting? I said, well, I'm not resisting, man. I'm I'm just I've got to try to talk you out of this because first of all, I'm not breaking any laws, and second of all, I'm a designated individual. I'm I've been inappropriately designated an enemy of the state, and if you take me away, there's something you don't know. Some people will come along and get me, and I won't be seen again. And so I've got to try to talk you out of this. And you know what? They always just sort of okay, yes, sir, and they leave. So it's like, try not to go with them, man. Don't let them take you away. You you can disappear. You know, what they're saying is right. You can disappear. <clears throat> and what else? God. You know, the last time I was on, we were talking about Pound the Perpetrator. Mm-hmm. We sure were. Yeah. When this started with me in 1995, it, uh, some people took everything out of my house. I just moved into a house. I got burglarized for everything in the house is when my program started. And the lady down the street said she saw the people living across the street hall and some of it out. And I didn't know anything about this gang stalking and stuff. And I told the neighbors, I said, I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to, I'm going to cause these people to leave. They're like, Oh, what are you going to do? And I said, well, you know, nothing illegal. And in those days you couldn't go online and, you know, check somebody's house title. But I knew a girl who worked for a title company, so I didn't have to go down to the courthouse to do it. She said she would check for me, and I found out who the owner was. And I went to see the police, and I said, this is a rental property, and these people took part in the burglary of everything in my house, according to the neighbors. And um, they're causing other trouble in the neighborhood. I was wondering, you know, could you call the owner and ask him to just do a drive-by and see if that property is being maintained in the condition that he would like to see it maintained? And the guy said, yeah, I can do that. And I'll tell you what, man, I mean, about three days later, those people were packing up and they were leaving. And the owner spent like six weeks over there supervising a renovation to that house. And we got some better neighbors. So... Just remember, you know, there's always something you can do. Don't think they got you beaten. I saw the worst people you ever saw going into that house, you know, in broad daylight. You couldn't see their faces, and they're sneering at me and laughing and stuff. And um, all I could, I just stand out there and look at them, kind of blank face, thinking, "Yeah, well, you guys are getting ready to have to relocate because, you know, you're not going to be living across the street from me anymore." 
there's always something you can do anyway that is true that's it for me thank you so much god everyone i know you've had a lot of information presented tonight in various benefits of our podcast each and every one of you uh with your brand of activism and passion is bringing a lot of awareness to have this horrible program exposed. I mean, we all want it over like now. We had it. Um, before we end again, everyone, I've uh, been here a couple of hours. Do any one of you on my panelists, or anyone for that matter on the call, have any closing comments or remarks? I want to make sure everyone feels they had a chance to share. Lauren? Yes. Uh, I would just like to thank you for doing this end of year call and for all that you've done and all that you do. And, um, you know, so I'd just like to thank you and acknowledge you and your efforts, you know. Thank you, Connie. That's very kind of you. And it's really super kind. I'm so glad you took the time to be with us tonight, too. We don't hear from, we don't hear, well, really, I don't hear from a lot of you enough. And I know, again, based on your activism and, and working tirelessly in our community, everyone. But uh, again, we have some uh, stellar TIs that are, uh, you know, fighting the cause, the good fight, as well as in our, our larger groups as a collective, of course. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Connie. I'm going to come back uh, one way or the other to my deals, but different. And that feels good for me. It feels good. Yeah, I'm very grateful for, for you, Lauren. There's really nobody else like you. I know, Scott. I, sometimes I'm a mess, just a mess. I think too much, I smell too much. I am too much. But, guys, you know, it's all, it's all going to work out one way or the other. It's all good. The growing experience. I feel a sense of freedom now, you know what I mean? It's like I lost all of that shred of, of you know, I want to just appease and be a part of the group. I don't care anymore, man. I have patience. No coddle calls. Information it has to be progressive in the here and in the now. And what's happening, you know? I want all of you guys to lay it out on me, you know what I'm saying? What's up? You know? A lot of shifts. It's going down, you know, among us in this community. There's a lot of bad things going down, and they need to come out. No more censorship, no coddle calls, nothing generic, okay? Truth is positive. It may not be delivered classy if <laughs> we want to, but it's positive. It really is. And it is on or off, white or black. I mean, come on, you know, it ain't all these roads meandering. We want to, we want, we want to tackle this thing. We want to get the f out of this program and have it exposed. These are Nuremberg violations. The setup of this is just as old. Yeah, it's Hitler or something. Hello. Yeah, Lauren. Um, here's something I just kind of wanted to throw out there. I've been seeing. You know, Connie was talking about the biofilm and that stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's something that I've been seeing, something that's called graphene. I may have sent you an email with that in there. And it sounds kind of like that may be part of the biofilm stuff, and they're making it sound like it's a good thing for everybody. Uh, What is the stuff? Graphene. What is, is it like? Put in the in our food or something? Or it's like a 
they've been using it apparently in um, solar panels, and they're using it for different experiments. And it mm. sounds kind of like it can like attach to living tissue and that kind of thing. Well, that's also. getting you know what. How do you spell it, Dad? I think it's G R A P A I N E, something like that. Graphene. Okay. I I personally know somebody who has a patent on a nano form of graphene. That it's a hundred times more conductive than copper. And um, nobody should, and I do know that some TIs are they're having Stanager's group found nanographene, and there should be no nanographene because this close person, this person who's very close to me has the patent, and all these government contractors want to buy it from him for millions of dollars, and I know who he's planning on selling it to. He hasn't done it yet, but... And, and it happens to be the contractor that's involved in my targeting. Oh my God. And I, I haven't told him, um, you know, that they're doing evil, really evil things, not only to me, but many, they're doing 95% of the targeting in America. Lockheed Martin. Mm. Anyways. Um, and by the way, Connie, that, that culprit has been men- mentioned since my sister and I first got targeted in 2013, Marky Markin, okay? There's a few of you guys that are always mentioned, is what I want to lay out. A few of the regulars, you know, usual suspects, as we should call them. Usual suspects. Yeah. Wow. How I know it's blocking with me is when I worked for the FDA and I took the hit to the temple, which made me EMF sensitive, they delivered nano. It's one of the spots that's emitting higher than normal EMF when I got scanned by Kidder. Anyway, um, Lockheed Martin was contracted by the FDA and the government to send the QTC as a subsidiary of Lockheed Martin. That's what it said on the envelope. And they were trying to send me to a doctor trying to say that I'm not electrically sensitive. The doctor was an ophthalmologist. He knew nothing about electrical sensitivity. I was diagnosed by a licensed medical doctor who's been treating people since 1997. Anyways, and when I got scanned by Kinder, I have seven satellite frequencies. More than half my frequencies are are being used by Lockheed Martin. So there you go. They're tracking me mm-hmm. like a dog with seven frequencies, and uh, Lockheed Martin's name is all over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I, I've heard that name really since Lillian and I first got targeted. Uh, usual suspect, everyone. Uh, does anyone else have any closing remarks? We're going to uh, wrap it up, or any app uh, visions that you may have uh, insight into 2019? It's just around the corner. Because I, I just I want to say thank you, Lauren. That's all. Thank you very much. Hang in there. Yes, I wish you the best. Thank you. And you too, Angel, and everyone else. Have a really safe holiday. I'm glad you could come tonight. And, oh, um, heads up, everybody, into the New Year sometime, Angel and I will collaborate with a panel to continue. Henry Puahart, information, progressive, about B2K, and um, we'll lay it out. 
as soon as we can um, navigate something. It's kind of, it's tech, it's heavy, so we're going to, you know, wait until the holiday. Everyone, I want everyone to have a pleasant holiday, of course. Everyone's getting ready to enjoy festivity, and we just want to get through it safely and into the new year. Thank you so much, Angel. I appreciate you coming tonight and your support. It means a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. Each and every one of you. Thank you, Kim. And back, let me close it. Faye of Gotham, thank you so much for sharing. Scott Roloff, Kim Art. Thanks, Lauren. Always a pleasure. Deb Olson, Connie Robinson, thank you all tonight. Uh, I think um, what you, each and every one of you are doing is simply out of sight. Uh, those of you that do celebrate uh, the holidays, I pray that you have a blessed holiday. Be safe, more importantly. Our world is, uh, we're living in, you know, dangerous, turbulent times. And um, we simply have to take, you know, precautions to keep ourselves as safe as possible. And um, get through this. And uh, let's try to do our best to uh, go into 2019, guys. you know, with exposing this, because, you know, I think we're all kind of tired of this. Let's go ahead and coast out with something smooth. Enjoy the holidays, and thank you again for our end-of-the-year call. Stay well, everyone. Stay blessed.
Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.